0: You're listening to Emma Nash, Screen Queens. Hello. You're listening to Emma Nash, Screen Queens, in which we tell you what's shit, what you should scroll past, and what you should watch on your streaming platforms of choice, or in your local cinema. We now have cinemas. Brie has made a very early appearance. (laughs) Um super quickly before I say hi to everyone because I always forget to do this and then everyone has, well not everyone, I have to scooch forward in the podcast to write in the notes what we're listening to and that pisses me off. So we're going to do the Friends Reunion, Spiral, Ah. Bo Burnham's new um, comedy special and Solos. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Ash, here's Anne (laughs) three. No, I,
1: I it's literally as soon as we start recording because one she's of my been children judgy jago i know she's been good as gold she's under the desk but judgy jago is now leaving to go to hang out with his best friend who handily lives around the corner so this has sent brianne into a tis not mm-hmm. knowing where to go or what to do but i think now he's gone
0: no she, she hates it um
1: she, she's just like a because she's so dog-like. Very well. I went to a party last night and it almost felt like old times. There was hugging. Because we were vaccinated. Are you old
0: friends? You can't... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Correct. my God. Pick yeah, her up. okay. <laughs>
1: Brienne also came and was less barky. Um, we are all friends. And in fact, I think I, I saw some friends I haven't spoken to for a while. Some of the friends I jettisoned during the pandemic time were there. I think, though, I was a bit drunk and maybe not as nice as I could have been at the end of it. When someone said oh, they missed me, I was like, whatever. I don't think you did at all. Okay. You can always okay. ring me up. It was not my finest Oh, moment, so Emma. oh. Emma. And of course, we took <laughs> a week off, didn't we, Ash, to celebrate your birthday?
0: We oh, we did. Last Sunday. Because we were all, all shit faced. <laughs>
1: What else? What I think was just lovely, wasn't it? We had bunting in your garden.
0: Yes, I've taken it down now. So from the upstairs windows, like a wedding canopy teepee thing, I had strings of bunting going to each of um, each fence post around my jardin. It was very festive around your. Bed. Are you keeping it up? I, I did want to keep it up, but then we had some rain, and uh, it looked a bit congealed and messy. And I think I live in the kind of place where some kind of residents association will be like, no, it's ruining the look of the street. That's funny because I live in the back corner of an estate. So yeah, I thought, fuck it, take it down while I remember. Be sensible, I'm, I'm,
1: I haven't got much. I, I was I yeah, I went up to the Northwest as well. I've been on a proper work trip, proper three day work trip, ran a sales meeting, got very nervous about it, went all right right. We'd Get Off My Dick Richard. Had a three and a half hour journey with Kendrick, which was lucky we didn't kill each other. Oh God. Three and a half That's because I have the new grown-up car, you see. So there's so much space in the car that we we didn't fight as much as we usually do. I didn't put on Eminas Screen Queens as our um as our listening fodder, though. On the way up there, I didn't think Kendrick would be appreciative. I don't think
0: Kendrick would care to hear the word cunt eight times in a car journey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or hear on top TV tick. No. Um, how's your week been, Stuart? Oh, we are now, actually, Stuart's also vaxxed, isn't he? He's oh, I... not vaxxed
2: because you got the day wrong. Yeah, I, I've had round one, so for me that was on <laughs> Wednesday morning, 9.55 bright and early. If you can call 9.55 bright and early for me it is. Um, it is. But yeah, it was, it was very, very well organised. I was very impressed by the work of the volunteers and the uh, NHS staff. Um, I screwed up a bit because i couldn't remember the postcode of my previous address which i'm still registered as under the nhs so i partner to... with the good shouts has that problem yeah so i had that incon- that odd scramble but they, they, they were fine with it so i got the, i got most of it right <laughs> and that, that'll that do but they were like just make sure you change get it updated but getting it updated means going and registering at gp and i cannot be asked you
0: can do it online no no um switch online david's now switched to ours
2: Let's talk about that offline, because I tried to do okay. it by the NHS portal, and I could work it out for love or money. <laughs> well, well, also... well, we're
0: talking about our Healthcare. care. <laughs> Emma, yeah, go. No,
1: I was just going to say, I've also, we've enjoyed half term this week, and me and the family had a wonderful experience. We floated down the Thames in a boat full of warm water with a small fire. You did that? Fire. We did that. We did the hot tub. And actually... Although obviously this is not, and they kind of thats my live stream.
2: Really
1: what to sit in a, pla- in sit a hot sit tub, in a plastic floating place. down the
2: Thames? <laughs> is it one in of those prosecco
1: hot- as well?
2: Was it one of those hot tub barbecue things?
1: They have the barbecue ones and they have the hot tub ones. They can't obviously the barbecue and the hot tub together. I think would be a bit. I think that'd be a bit much.
2: I would say that's not ambitious amazing. enough. They should try harder.
1: <laughs> I kind Me. of had a vision; that it would be <laughs> like a hot tub. In the, no, there's no. There was no. There was no. Right, two separate things. You either get on a boat that has a barbecue and you barbecue while you're bobbing around around um, by Canary Wharf, or you get the hot tub, which just means you steer it, put the chimney down to get below the um to get below the low bridges and drink prosecco and just have a rather lovely. Route that takes you an hour and a quarter down past the big easy restaurant round the corner. It was very, it was much, much more pleasant than I was expecting. I kind of booked it on a bit of a whim and then I was like, Oh, really? Grubby Thames. But it was actually lovely and clean and people were waving and it was the temperature of the water was delightful. It was um, highly recommended. Schooner boats. How does that work? Is it an
2: outboard motor? They do really good offers. What's that? Is it an outboard motor or how did it get around?
1: It's a little. No, well, it, it's an outboard motor. No, I think it's, do you know why I don't know. <laughs> there was a rudder <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, there must be a little out, yes, there's a little propeller underneath. That's, it's a little outboard motor underneath. It doesn't go very fast, Stuart. It's not very, It was very, very safe. <laughs> Although we did pass a bunch of, I don't know if they were, they were kind of women probably of my age, I would say, because the guy really made us laugh. We dropped off and he was like, no one can drink it, turns out like women in their 40s. And I was like yes i hear you and they were all wearing shower caps and they were having an absolute nightmare driving that boat but it turned out that we were very good both theo james and i believe judge diego all, all steered that boat while i drank prosecco and had a delightful time so then i haven't been canary war for 20 years either and it's so snazzy around there now I jubilee park them. and all that kind yeah. of thing it's really they've done a really lovely job but that's obviously still very yeah. empty and it's very funny to go into London and not hear any foreign voices because there's no tourism. Oh, yeah. And obviously we've had to pack all our delightful EU residents who've had to go back to their hometowns because of fucking Brexit. There you go, I said it. And we had some of the worst service I've ever had. And I think that's because we've lost a lot of our weight. A lot of the hospitality industry were, or are from the EU. Yeah. And um, so instead, when we went and had dinner afterwards, I mean, I can't be mean to the girls, but I think they literally just walked been off the streets they'd had no training they it just was it was awful and i never hos- get rc but i never did this time I, like, I refuse to pay i refuse to pay this service charge because we've been here two hours and we've had one course and oh, about 57 oh. wrong things delivered it's,
0: it's probably as well they um the biggest problem because partner with good shouts been in the hospitality industry for decades you cannot mm-hmm. find a chef for love nor money nor a kitchen porter so that sounds like the problem is they were probably running on 50% of the chefs they had there and the waitresses running around. Why can't they find? Because they've all gone home.
1: Because they've, they've gone home to the EU, basically. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Brexit thing. And
0: so, sort of lower end places, all the chefs um, are taken up by nice restaurants, which pay them 40 grand a year. So, pubs can't find chefs that want to work for 20 ish grand a year. Um, All the good wait staff are going to the good places that are like we'll pay you a living wage actually rather than minimum wage so all these kind of lower end normal places can't compete and they're trying to make their money back and they're losing customers because service is kind of a bit tricky. And is there anything more schadenfreude and
1: joyful, though, than You're that? You're going to say, Tim <laughs> moaning about the fact that he can't get any stuff and wanting to, to involve a special visa so he can get his staff back. And he was like, you, when you went in there, you literally had beer maps that said, I love Brexit or whatever Yeah, well, what? like, Fuck
0: everyone, go home. I'm mm-hmm. like, all your staff are from there and now they're gone, you what idiot. What
2: self respecting EU citizens are going to come back and work for that cunt? No, I said it now. It's contagious. I'm that, sorry. Was that
0: Stewart's first cunt? I, I think just... so, but it was. Really I'm deserving. so proud. <laughs> Oh, you like Seriously. a proud mother, actually. I'm about to cry. I've only had one glass of wine.
2: <laughs> and
0: that's the truth this time. I know that's normally a lie. Two truths and a lie, but that was yeah, the truth.
2: I can't. <laughs> there, there's so many great things out there. At the moment. it's like all these little memes and things. There are even apps out there. Now you can look at it and say, where's my nearest Wetherspoon? Okay, don't go there. What's the nearest good pub to that? Yeah. I no, we that. do that
0: as well. Yeah. So our happy place, because we both love a good holiday. We both love a budget holiday. So we'll poodle down the road to Stanstead Airport super early because I like to get there three hours early because I'm anxious. David likes to go to the pub and we'd sit in the Windmill Inn in Stansted Airport and drink pints until we got onto our 8am flight like proper British people. Um, but now he refuse to go and we've gone next door to, I think it's a bloody giraffe or something horrendous. There are many prams so it probably is giraffe because you have to have kids in a pram if you go into a giraffe, don't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's very motherland. That it's way. very
0: motherland. <laughs>
1: I think my kids are now almost too old for me to go into Giraffe anymore. I don't think I'm allowed to go in now I have a six I would think so, child. yeah. Too old,
0: one has to be wheeled in. They cannot all walk themselves in. Alas.
1: So I recommended on our you last did. show, Mayor of Town, A and good I said, recommendation. I think, Ashley, this will be right up your strata. Was I indeed correct, Ashley, and was it?
0: I did like Mare of Easttown. I'm dubious because when I see which is kind of a backwards way to think about it you'd think oh this must be good because there's a big Oscar winning person in it so Kate Winslet's gone to HBO for this kind of murder mystery small town America series Um, and go on
1: I was just going to say interestingly this is only the second TV programme she has ever made she did Mildred mm. Pierce which I never saw interestingly also has Guy Pierce who pops up in this in the small part of well. Mm. But this is only, so. It's only the second time she's gone to TV, so this is a big deal. And obviously, now she's had rave reviews, and there's been tons of press from her here about how realistic she thinks it. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how she's showing her realistic body, and and I do yeah. think, to be fair, it is an excellently unglamorous performance from her.
0: Yeah, and she's a, a sort of troubled, non-glamorous personality in it as well. For a lot of it. A bit like our favourite character in Motherland, I'm like, you really are a shit, like, come on now, like, what the fuck, you're shit at your job in this way, and you're really fucking mean to people in this way, like, get it to fucking together. but she's really kind of, she a, has a very nice character arc, but not kind of a cheesy one, I liked most of it. Um, I liked how it was made. I loved all the young actors because it's crimes against young people and and maybe perpetuated by young people. I loved the second generation above them which was all the parents. It's a very incestuous town. No one leaves there. They raise all their kids there. They all went to high school together, the parents. So I liked that kind of drama. Um, However though, I have seen lots of stuff like this because I love stuff like this. Um, And so I sit and wait for the twists to come And while this is very twisty and good, I liked that very much. If you have seen a lot of this genre, it's almost twisty to a fault. I think especially for the last kind of half hour, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Now what? Um, And they could have spread them out a little bit more. The pace was almost dead on, um, but they could have spread out some of the twists. It all got a bit almost shark no nowhere near shark jumpy it felt like it could have veered towards shark jumpy had they kept going with oh different twists oh you thought we were finished oh here's this um but no I liked it very very much
1: you are you right, and at the end, I think you know it ends up being a, you know really an indictment yet again on on the gun culture in America. To be honest, you know that and, and that's the yeah. message. And if that's a message you bring out from it, then then that's not a bad one to have. But you're right, I my because it's sort of two separate crimes, isn't it? You have the murder of the girl in the first episode, but it's also tied into a there's a missing girl who's been missing for a year, and you don't know if the yeah. a thing to begin with. And as it goes on, it turns out they're very separate. But I felt that episode five where they kind of solved the missing girl bit um yeah was so dramatic and so good and I found that really shocking and I thought that was that was an that was absolutely taught exactly and really so for me the last two episodes when they move back to, to you know when they're moving back to solving the other case that it just felt to me I, I felt that that it really reached its peak at the end of episode five and then episodes six and seven did a good job, tied it all up. But I'd lost the kind of I'd lost my momentum in it. I wasn't quite as gripped yeah. by the last two.
0: As I'm I was but. glad to find out. So I'm glad you mentioned that bit because we watched Gogglebox in this house, and while we were going through Mayor of East Town, the episode you're talking about, the excellent one, we were kind of like, have we watched this series and forgotten it? I'm sure we've seen it. In Gogglebox, they show um, everyone that scene you're talking about, and we were like, oh shit. We've seen the ending of this fucking series. We just sat through the whole fucking thing. What the fuck? But then we found out that was only episode five of eight. So we were like, yes. So yeah, we were very pleased and stick with it. So it's only seven episodes. I-, I did really like this. Um, Definitely give um, it a go.
1: Well, I watched it, I watched it as it dropped weekly, and then Husband and the Bad Taste had not, I don't know, but he's now watching, it. I think he's, he's about six, he's, he's got one episode left, I think, he's watched it over the last couple of days, and he's also enjoying it, I mean, he said, like, a bit like you, he said, it's a story that maybe he's seen before, it's not the most, but, because, but it's elevated by so well a really done. good sense of time and place, and, and just this, you know, grimy, crappy town that they all live in, mm. like you said this before and I read it and I quite like the fact that Kate a character could almost be a male character really the kind of grizzled grumpy cop, she would normally have been star. yeah so and I like and and I think that we were asking whether or not we thought she would have had to have auditioned for this or if perhaps Craig Zobel and Brad Engelby had her in mind anyway but either way I think she come next season's awards I think she will be gone oh she'll be Emmys and it's a kind of everything yeah, and people also love it when a woman who's forty-seven is like, "Oh yeah, I didn't let the airbrush my stomach out," and you know, I, I like I say, they love to deglamorise
0: her muffin it's, top.
1: But yes, it, it was it's not much. Of them. I was like, if you want no, to, no, I was like, babe,
0: that's not a muffin <laughs> that top. That's no COVID muffin top. I have a COVID gunt. It's <laughs> holy can, shit.
1: can only be held in by mom jeans.
0: Um, Yeah, that that was good. I think Stuart might like that, actually. We did a classic. We watched the whole thing on one of my birthday weekdays off. Seven hours of TV in one day. We started in the early afternoon and went to bed when we finished it.
1: It was good. I think I would like, it's been a long time since I've done that.
0: It kept its pace, so we didn't get that bored, honestly it was wicked
1: no, I don't know I don't no. I, don't, no, no I, I I. it is definitely not boring it is because and like I say the the standard I love Jean Smart as her mother in it as well she's awesome
0: yeah all everyone, pieces, everyone pieces pieces great. Of it. all kind of great <laughs> character actors with Guy Pearce and Kate Winslet on top it's wicked um so yeah that's Mayor of yes yeah Eastern. well
1: next week it's we, as we've talked about, we're going to we're going to talk about Lisey's story. Which I've started and you haven't, but talking yeah. about again very A-list female actors because that's got Julianne Moore front and centre, plus Jennifer Jason Lee, plus Joan Allen. Ooh. But and although those are all fantastic, they are all three fantastic actresses that I have so much time for. Yeah, you'll you'll see how something can not maybe be so gripping. But we'll talk about that next. Ooh, minute.
0: okay. We need to but move on to the TV event of lighter. the year, do we not? TV event of the year. Um, the, the friends, yacht. the friends are back. So at least two years ago they were teasing a friends reunion in classic PR schmoozles, um, making us think there's gonna be a whole new series or at least a Christmas special or two, or maybe just a one-off episode. Um, everyone was very disappointed when they were told they were just gonna reunite for an interview. But this is much more than an interview, isn't it? So what it was kind of it was a whole event well less said about James Corden the better curated by James Corden he's really not in it a lot so don't worry I didn't even notice him for most of it um it's a series of and in fact
1: he even he actually made me laugh once which I have that's that's unheard of for me and James Corden so I'm gonna even I know Stuart is looking you can't see dear listeners but Stuart is baffled by this comment but it's true just once
0: just the guy, um, the guy who, who made it, who directed it, Ben Winston, He um, he's a writer, producer on the Tony Awards. He is a big um, James Corden person. He's written on the Late Late Show. He produces the Carpool Karaoke. He's written for and produced Grammy Awards. So they have put this in the hands of a man who knows how to handle a big TV event. Um, David Crane and Marta Kaufman, so of Kaufman and Crane Frame, who created Friends, were on as writers. And it's not just an interview. There's a lovely interview segment um, in front of the fountain, but there's a, it's a series of set pieces. It's, um, well, it's like three strands,
1: I would say, really. There's the interview, yeah. then mm. there's the bit where they all reunite on the set, and this
0: is the first time well, the that set's they've all been, been rebuilt, especially. Yeah.
1: And then they went, and then the third strand is them doing table reads now on this on this day they're all together, but intercut, you know, intercut back and forth. So classic scenes are doing table reads of classic scenes, like when Ross first kisses Rachel, or I'm trying to think of what yeah, they, they do, do the, the table well. oh, when, when Ross finds out about um in the one where finds out <laughs> my best friend and my sister. My best friend and my sister, yeah. anyway. And I found those incredibly touching and I actually found that th- the scenes of them all t- coming in at the beginning for the first time there was a genuine warmth there and there is such a chemistry between them I mean it we know that the girls yeah the girls as they call themselves the girls or whatever obviously Courtney Cox and Jennifer Anderson I think see an awful lot of each other Um and Lisa Kudra they have all been together a little bit but it was the first time all six them together and particularly I think Matthew Perry who it's no secret has battled his own demons whilst making friends. And I think post friends as well. And he, I found his, I found that really interesting. He was terribly honest about the fact that when they were shooting it, he was so needy. He was the one that needed all the laughs from the audience. He was the one that would panic if he didn't get enough funny lines or enough reaction. And he just seemed so, I almost wanted to give him a big cuddle and say, it's going to be, it's okay. It's okay.
0: That was a good insight. Actually. I did enjoy hearing about that. Yeah. or airbrushed within an inch of their life or other Botoxed within an inch of their life. And they all had their own lighting in the interview section. Individual lighting, I heard, for that sofa set, which was crazy. Well, they
1: they were paid two and a half million pounds each, I also heard. But I thought Lisa Kudrow looks looked like she's aging very naturally at the same. And also, to be fair, Matt LeBlanc looks like he's been living his best pandemic life as well. I mean, he kind of he came at time. He looks cute. Sort of But he looks so happy. They all looked you know they all are it's interesting and I I think when they were talking as well about the fact when it was so huge for them when the sort of second season had just started yeah and they couldn't you know they were only guys in their 20s at that point they had no one else to kind of turn to apart from each other and then maybe that's why they haven't kind of ended up being incredibly good friends afterwards because maybe something like that is so intense for the 10 years you're doing it that you then just have to move away from it but I also thought it was quite interesting watching it as a viewer obviously I've watched friends I was the age you should have been to watch it well when it came out yeah i was 20 20 21 and actually it was proper event television my husband bad taste and i probably bought loads of the but we bought box sets of the videos we had to make sure we were always in on a friday night at 8 30 when it showed on channel four all that kind of thing um and then we've moved on and we've rewatched the entire series from start to finish with my kids as well have loved it, because so we've talked about this before, you know, Friends Aww. is a phenomenon in it, speaking to all these generations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um And so I feel I know all the, all the all the episodes incredibly well, and it was really when they're chatting on set, and they're like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember this one? And, and like, well, you know, they, they might say to Matt LeBlanc, oh, do you remember that scene? And he's like, no, I don't remember that at all. And you're like, how can you not remember okay, it? And, remember. It's the first phase. and then you remember, of course, that these guys probably do not sit and re-watch Friends episodes obsessively no. you know the rest of them, because it would be weird watching themselves. It would be weird. But, um yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the only I it thought that good. there was a couple of awkward bits in the interview scene that weird fashion show where they pulled in like the cameos I thought weren't really needed so your whole Justin Bieber, Claudia Schiffer, Lady Gaga. Schiffer, something Lady something Gaga. Like yeah maybe that wasn't needed so much but it felt uh, that felt a little overproduced but I think they did have some problems in how they were going to do it when the pandemic came because I think it was all lined up so it was a little much but I don't know. There were some really genuinely lovely moments. I think when Janice came on and she yeah. was just charming and she said that she had She's to lovely. kind of come up with that laugh because she just laughed so much anyway. So she yeah. came up with this laugh to cover the fact that she was corpsing the whole time. It was it was very cute. sweet.
0: I quite liked watching it. Um I, I the and the finale was event TV for me, but yeah, I was a little younger, so I was like, Yeah, this is fair enough. I'll watch it when it's on. I don't I never watched it live, I don't think. Um it was and I, so i wasn't wildly excited about this but i didn't think they were going to do as good of a job with it as they did it is it is a big event and they put a lot of effort into it and they could have pulled in the advertisers and the viewers by phoning it in with an interview on a sofa but they did not they really went above and beyond i think
1: yeah i agree you know particularly after a year of kind of zoom get togethers if you like yeah. it was um yeah and it and i wonder i wonder wonder because obviously this has now shown a great because i believe this was made and it's been streamed on hbo max because hbo max have now got the rights to friends to the back friends catalog i think they've now swiped yeah. it from netflix so netflix had it for a Ooh, while and now it's going to be extra. hbo max obviously they're trying to launch themselves on the back of like well look we're going to have all the friends and i think it is enjoying it's enjoying another massive surge in popularity watching the old episodes so i'll be interested and i don't think it's beyond the realms of the possibility that in the next two years we might see maybe like a little section of of, of new episodes or maybe a movie i don't know if they're doing it with sex in the city yet again so maybe if the money's there i imagine it will do because i don't think any of the friends cast none of them are tied into particularly big projects at the moment yeah
0: um
1: in i would see them having
0: career. i'd see their grown-up kids going back and doing the same show and some of the actors popping in now and again in cameos as their parents
1: should be a writer Ashley. that's very that's very God.
2: astute what a good idea did you watch it stuart i'm not a huge friends fan i mean it's um i was I've... young
0: boy at time so not into
2: <laughs> not, in, not into sitcoms yeah i've seen the one or two um i am familiar with pivot as a concept um <laughs> that that's about it really i couldn't i i was interested to, to hear emma your kids have watched it and i have heard a lot of people in recent years say that over the years Friends hasn't aged particularly well and is a bit problematic now. Did the did the kids see any of that or have any thoughts that regard? really
1: I mean it's really not. Okay, yes, it is a very white cast throughout um throughout Friends until although you have like I um Aisha tight Taylor at the end comes in as, as Ross's girlfriend and David Schwimmer has been very open about the fact that apparently he did sort of campaign for ross to date more women of color in it but to be fair Mm -hmm. his first girlfriend is chinese american and then you know so i think this whole talk about transphobia because obviously you have chandler's
0: yes they cast a female in a role yeah well she played by by
1: kathleen turner um, kathleen turner who was aged in quite a remote. you know the i feel the
0: joke there i think there was there was some um lgbt like sort of a little gay panic um a couple scenes but i think with the transphobia i believe the joke there was you've got this glamorous old school most one of the most beautiful actresses in the history of the world sending herself up pretending that she's not um but i'm not a trans person so i wouldn't know how that felt but yeah i think it's more yeah the the friends so white and and some there are some gay panic scenes and then that the, the issue of a woman playing I think trans
1: was very but I think it is very much of its timing let's not forget you know the the finale aired 17 years ago and started way worse
0: on that was on tv at the time exactly (laughs) little fucking britain aired in 2005 for fuck's sake so and little britain has been taken off air and will never air again so that is much worse
1: yeah uh, so, yeah, um, oh, come fly with
0: me. That's that's the even worse. Because ones. my
1: kids watched that and they were aware of how it broke. Holy shit, it still, yeah. Parts of it made them laugh. But um yeah, that's so I, I think it's aged well because it, it's such a good example. Unlike, you know, we've just finished watching all of the American office and this we've talked about this before. American sitcoms do this so well, 22 minutes, tightly scripted. They have these they they, they showed some scenes of them kind of on the set when they were filming it, and you realise just how You know, you you see the writing credits, so you get it. But when you actually see all these writers on set, you realise how fucking many, you know, how they invest in that. They've got like, they'll have like, they had 15 writers at one point gathered around the camera to come up with, you know, to come up with a line. 15 of your brightest, biggest, probably ex-Harvard brains as well. So the American, you know, the American studio system allows that and it does give you really good, tightly scripted comedy. And I think that's where Friends stands up. And I think there is this... Chemistry that comes between them. I think David Schwimmer really grows as a physical comedian throughout the whole ten seasons. Look I at mean, I take this quite seriously. Um, Jennifer <laughs> Anderson obviously had a real, yeah. you know, had a charm about her that that sent her. You know, she did end up having a very solid big screen career. Mm. So
0: that's the bit I was most yeah. interested in with the writing because my life dream when I was little to be was to be a staff writer on Friends, and I knew that that's not not on Friends, sorry, on The Simpsons, and that's not how he make stuff here. You commission it and it gets sent and the script gets tidied but the staff writing so if if the studio audience while they're taping so script is finished actors are on set you are filming the show itself if the studio audience didn't laugh enough or at all all those writers and the characters saying the lines would go off the side as emma said and there'll be 15 of them trying to rewrite it and trying to do it better so nothing aired on that show that the live audience didn't laugh at, which was quite interesting yeah. to me. I wouldn't think they would have changed a script that much. Have we done enough on this? <laughs> <I think so. laughs> enough Watch on Friends. A- I, I, I had one
2: last question. And is it, okay. did, did they ever address the point that was supposed to believe a bunch of 20 something young professionals could afford those apartments?
0: I, no, I don't think they did, did they? They, or they? But they addressed it in
1: Friends. Monica and Ross's apartment is from their grandmother. And then the whole joke is that actually Chandler and Joey's apartment is significantly grosser than theirs, much smaller, much less nice, because they have the whole store where the girls the apartment in the quiz. Because they did that. They redid yeah. that quiz as well. They lose the that apartment in the good. quiz. And they are so depressed. and like Monica and Elise mind because they have to go and move into the much shittier apartment across the road. But the whole point is, I believe it's the Geller's, it was her grandmother's apartment that they got lifted. Yeah. So they did kind of, they do address it. sort of. They do. I think that's enough on Friends. It's available here to Goodbye. watch on Now TV or Sky. I'm not sure how, like, might be one of those ones that's only available for a certain amount of time. So
0: if you I want imagine. to get in on get it get into it I'm not sure I understand. excellent, <laughs> so excellent. stewie siri is not sure it understands um well so uh, back to the cinema so we're all back in cinemas now there's some hit and miss things so our little local cinema i'm so glad it's reopened the cambridge arts picture house well it's not it's owned by fucking Cineworld world now but less said about that the better they still try and provide you with um some indie fair. So they chose to, rather than pay the money they don't have to get the big blockbusters in, they're reshowing all of the Oscar winners you would have missed last year because we don't normally get the Oscar contenders until October, November, December in this country, meaning we got none. So you can go back and watch things like Nomadland and The Father and Minari at your um art cinemas. In the big cinemas, they've got things like Peter Rabbit, uh, Well. There's not a lot I really Cruella. want to see. Cruella. Apparently that's all right.
1: I still think we should maybe try and go and see that because I haven't yet been oh, to the cinema. Okay. To, our some, friend I mean to Simon,
0: our, our cinema friend Simon from our old radio show um, rates Cruella and he, th- he said I like it mm-hmm. a lot but but that man Simon saw cats four West times and in I,
1: <laughs> Simon West and I have had many a disagreement on the old bums on the Seas days I think sometimes his taste is
0: when it's not superheroes not or sci-fi TV. Simon West and I have the same taste so we're normally okay so yeah did I would go Carilla. love did you
1: love Le Man 66 did you even see Le Mans I didn't 66? see so that but I liked Christian Senna no very different but anyway okay. i just asked because i remember reviewing that and i found it really it was like it just it did it did what it said in the tim simon waxed lyrical about it and i was like calm down simon but Relax. i would be excited to go to see Corella. i think we're well, not excited yeah. maybe it's a bit over the top but it looks fun
0: well maybe and let's do like, that i feel i
1: should go back and support i feel i should go, i'm feeling a bit guilty that i haven't been to the cinema yet as yeah
0: cinema. well i couldn't decide what to see um I'm a big horror fan. I loved the Saw films when they came out. They were disgusting and I was a bit too young for them. So they were like the pinnacle of horror, scary films. I should not be watching, making them even more exciting. I love the fact
1: that you say you couldn't decide what to go and see. You've been begging Stuart and me for like two weeks to well, try no. and
0: come and see this I mean, We
1: were both like, so yeah, maybe not. I
0: knew, knew I needed a babysitter for this and there was nothing else I really wanted to see on my own. So I was like, I'll just wait. So partner in the Good Shouts with Ice, and I saw this, would have been yesterday night, super excited. Simon Wester, our good cinema friend, sent me a message at work saying, you could have fucking warned me about Spiral. I was like, oh God, is it really disgusting? I'm so sorry. And he just said, you'll see. Right, let me tell you the story first. So if you don't know the Saw films, there's a there's a, about five or six of them now, God knows. There's are they a, like, not called old torture man. porn? Isn't it's torture one? porn, basically. Torture it's slasher porn. horribleness. Um, uh, yeah, so he's he's setting out to cleanse the city of bad people, but he wants to torture them before they die. So if you are a bad moneylender, for example, he'll take a pound of flesh from you. So he'll wrap you in barbed wire and make you tear your own flesh off to escape. So you'll have horrible pain, horrible scarring, but you'll live or you can stay there and die like it's weird stuff like that so you choose whether to just die or you got to really hurt yourself and live it's it's like that and it's very close up very gruesome i don't watch those bits there's not a lot of um jump scares so you know when the gruesome stuff's coming so i'm able to close my eyes it's not bad like that but i really like the finding out the who done it and the why and how they captured all of the victims there's always a twist at the end as to who did it Um, For this one, I was very excited because we have Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in lead roles. And as we know, it's only really, it was only really Jordan Peele getting black casts into the horror genre. So I was very excited for this. I was like, yes, torture porn is finally diversifying. Um, But more on that later. Made by Darren Lynn Boosman, Bowsman, who directed Saw Two. He's done Tales of Halloween. He did something called Abattoir, so he just really doesn't give a shit. He's just into the dark, dirty, horrible horror B movies. And this is what you get with Saw, with Spiral. So 10 or 20 years after the Saw crimes stop happening, Chris Rock, son of Samuel L. Jackson's police cop, is on the same force trying to find the same killer, or is he? So classic father, son, all that shite. One of the writers wrote for Piranha 3D, Josh Stolberg, the other one, Pete Goldfinger, their writing duo did jigsaw Piranha 3D shit. I, I have not seen, oh my God, I'm mad. Do you know the film The Room, which goes down in history as the worst film ever made? And it's got um, cult status now, made by Tommy Wiseau. Lovely. They made the film about the making of the film, didn't
1: they, with James Franco, yeah, yeah. With
0: famous sex offender James Franco. This is the worst film I've ever seen since I watched The Room. Also, since I watched the film about The Room, which is a parody film, about the worst film ever made. And I'm not fucking kidding. The writers' names, once again. Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger. May you never work again. I've figured out that Samuel Jackson is a terrible actor because if he's not being written for, edited, and directed brilliantly, the guy's a ham and a hack. Chris, if he's Fox, not in, he's in a Tarantino H- film. He is he's him. on Snakes on a Plane. He's awful. Chris Rock, my friend, he's trying hard. First straight role. He's a stand-up comedian. The problem is, you can see him trying hard. It is the worst hard-boiled New York crime drama ever glamorous lady head of um, chief of staff, slamming files on the floor, hands on hips, white shirt chuck- tucked into skinny trousers, hair going everywhere, hard boiled old detectives drinking coffee with their backs to the camera, not talking to the new guy. We gotta find this guy. Call in the feds. What's County saying? It's the fucking worst thing ever. We laughed and loved it so much wait till the end because you're like shit me this can't get any worse yeah it can and it does and I'm very sad to say they've left it open for a sequel they cannot pay to get this made into a sequel I, I can't believe it it was how, amazing
1: <laughs> how is Max mingella now Max mingella I see is also in it quite far up high up I like Max mingella son of Anthony mingella last seen in The Handmaid's Tale as, as I, yeah. and I, I, I rate him as I think he's a really interesting Actor. I can see
0: that he's a good actor. He's good enough to overcome the poor direction. He's not good enough to overcome the poor script. We played a game, and partner with the good shouts got annoyed. Luckily, we were alone watching this. I successfully delivered seventy-five percent of the lines three seconds before they were delivered. Honestly, throughout, (laughs) I was like, "Well, he's going to walk in there, say that to that guy, that girl, say that, and then they'll discover this." Oh, lo and behold! Um, Partner of the Good shout. spotted um, the twist or who is responsible for what within 15 minutes. And he hates this shit. He doesn't watch films like this. It was so bad, it's good. Go to the cinema, give them your money. It's a good fucking time. It's hilarious. (laughs)
1: I don't know if I should be giving. It sounds like they don't deserve my money, though, because if you do that, you're just encouraging them to make more bad stuff. I'm very happy that I did not come and see this week.
0: Yeah. I have a theory as well, because this had a cinema release, guys. It's a certificate, 18. I was so excited. But given the pandemic we've just come out of and what we've seen happening to the film industry, the only explanation is they couldn't get a buyer. Amazon didn't want it. Netflix didn't want it. HBO didn't want it. They couldn't sell it online, obviously. Or they would have done, wouldn't they? So they've had to. I think so. Yeah. Run. So very quickly. So I, I didn't go back to cinemas for the first week or two. They were open. This was getting shown four, five, six times a day at the big cinemas. They are down to one showing a night at ten or eleven at night in in the big cinemas all around the county. That's how bad it is. But definitely go for it. It's hilarious. Spiral from the book of Saw. Rip Chris Rock <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson's career. Actually, no. Those guys will bounce back. Rip those right and that director's career. Holy shit, man. (laughs) (sighs) Do you get to explain the good one now? This, the thing Emma's going to talk about. So I came in backwards to this thinking, nah, this will be all right. I'm glad it's on Netflix. I'll spend an afternoon. This turned out to be the best thing (laughs) I've seen all pandemic.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the highlight. By a mile. so So it popped up on as new to Netflix. It is called Bo Burnham Inside. And it is a new comedy special Shot entirely and performed entirely by Bo Burnham. He did everything. He shot it. He edited it. He... It's in his it, house. Obviously. It's just... And it's literally just in a room in his house. And he's done it throughout the pandemic. You can see that because his beard, his hair, it's shaggier, it's shorter. It's... So, Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. I did not know it. So, I knew Bo Burnham most recently for having the major male lead role in Promising Young Woman playing um Carrie? Carrie?
0: Carrie um, Mulligan's
1: um boyfriend. Carrie Mulligan's sort of boyfriend who come you know who comes back while she's doing all, all her revenge stuff and turns out to maybe not be the greatest guy that you think he is. But anyway, it was a really neat part. Then I found out that he is the guy that wrote and directed eighth grade, which came out maybe two, two years ago. That was one of my favourite um,
0: films of that year. Which was just
1: a delightful coming-of-age film from that year about um a 14-year-old girl just coming to terms, coming out for her last year of middle school in America, you know, facing high school. Um, was just this gorgeous natural awkward performance it was just a charming film and I think the fact that it came from a man as well but with a female protagonist he really got into that he got under the skin of that character really really well anyway yeah. turns out pre- prior to all of this he was a stand-up comedian but and he did perform stand-up until he started to suffer debilitating panic attacks when he stopped and moved on to making movies and acting so it's and they're in 25 minutes, and it's mostly actually parody songs. It's almost, and this is so Which I wasn't because,
0: expecting. No,
1: completely. And he's really talented. He's a talented musician. He's got a really good voice. And it actually made me think, at the moment, my 14-year-old twins are, do not ask me why, have gone down some kind of Weird Al Yankovic rabbit hole with their friends. Perfect. Apparently Weird Al Yankovic is coming back again. So their favourite songs. The 90s to, are back. Is um, something called Amish Paradise, which is a parody of Ghetto Paradise. <laughs> Obviously, Stuart is nodding wisely because he knows this. They are of currently Stewart knows this. Anyway, so if you can kind of imagine a sort of weird Al Jankovic, but in the body of a sort of, you know, he turns thirty during this during this movie. This is Bo Burnham, so yeah. this kind of lanky thirty year old body, but. It, with these songs about the things that have affected us over the pandemic but also it's more than that it's also it, it's you know it, it's it's a fear of where we are allowing our addiction to devices and social media to take us it's a fear of our children it's it's a very it's quite dark but it is funny I mean it's funny that and there are we, you texted straight away as soon as you saw and it did really make me laugh there's a song called my White favorite bit is it heaven or is it a white woman's Instagram? And that and I've been guilty of at least 50% of those pictures during the pandemic, without a doubt. <laughs> so I particularly yeah. since i got a dog. So yeah, agreed. I <laughs> really, 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 really me laugh, but there's a massive, massive sense of claustrophobia as, as it goes on. You see there's more cameras coming in. He's you know deliberately makes these the shots looking more and more complicated. It's all kind of encroaching in on him. He does his own lighting. It just was like nothing else I've seen, really. I don't. It's almost like its own art. It's almost like an art installation in a way, as well as a comedy special. Obviously, it's all done in front of no audience, and one of the hardest things I managed to do a comedy special with no,
0: with no. Um, he talks about that as well, doesn't he? And that's a bit like Chenandla Bong was saying, like that's feeding into his depression. He's got no one to applaud him yeah and yeah oh yeah and also saying you
1: know and, and he, he, he kind of is he makes that point doesn't he, he begin to say right well what can i do whilst whilst making sure i'm still the center of attention and whilst making sure i'm just putting content out there and that makes. me think yeah <laughs> content daddy made your face yeah
0: um oh, no, i very much it. loved it it sounds it can sound a bit wanky the way we're talking about it and can sound a bit annoying like oh it's written and shot at home by this guy um but it's not wanky at all not esoteric at all not high-end it's so funny if you like a comedian called David O'Doherty so you see him a lot on panel shows in England um Irish guy who has a little keyboard on his lap that's his stand-up and he just sings parody songs um it's it's that basically all the way through like told through the medium of song but there's it doesn't get boring there's very distinct set pieces so the white woman's Instagram is a comment on something else and the set's very different and he's very different and the song is completely different. Um, and then, yeah, especially towards yeah. the end, there's a whole, it is interesting to see him start off, isn't it? Because he didn't realize like all of us, we'd be locked down in a year. And to start with, he was like, oh no, what if in a couple of weeks or months I finish this? Like what are we are going to do? Then we go back to living. And he hasn't, it's been a year and he's still making it. And it's, yeah, it gets very dark with him towards yeah. the end. I and loved it like, a lot. This is my favourite thing I've seen oh, ever. Really my favourite comedy special ever. We I watched think. it.
1: We watched it really late on Friday night. The kids we'd, we'd watch whatever we were watching. Because the kids, the kids, all gone to bed. And then husband bad test and I watched it. And it, yeah, I think it, it just. I didn't know what to expect, but it's clever and it's interesting. There's this song that he does, which has the most kind of upbeat sort of um. I think like maybe it's a polka or something, but it's all about mm. like you know the hot the internet basically just how how aggressively yeah. attached we have all become to the internet and how bad it is for you the last year and how bad yeah. this is. All. It, it, it covers a lot of ground. It pretty much I think covers it. and like you say Ashley, but it is significant. It's definitely de- different set pieces. But he has a really, he just has a, a, a really good way with words and a really good voice. And he's just a suit. I mean, like I say, he's not, he just turned 30. So good at everything. And it's everything. a bit like, oh, so talented. Yup. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> so much talent. Come person. on. So no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's quite possibly the best thing I've seen about the pandemic. Because obviously we're, we're going to finish up on, a show that's currently on Amazon Prime, which is also a pandemic shock. You know, we've talked a lot about how people have made this work from stage to, to the reunions to um, obviously new stuff is now coming out that's, you know, been, been able to make make within a COVID-safe place. But for a long time, we had to have content that was related to the fact you had to be by yourself. And I think he just does this. This is so it's so it's so good. It is it, it should be held up as a piece of art for 2020. if if, if in years to come people want to see what it was like something, yeah what it was like i think this is a pretty this would be bo burnham
0: did it make that the first thing you watch when you finish listening bo burnham inside (laughs) so he's got a few um specials up on netflix but inside is the latest one and then go back and see his other stuff um yeah it's currently got nine out of 10 stars on imdb so everyone is loving it Compared to 5.4, which is what Spiral has.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised it even has that, actually. That's just for the lols, I guess.
0: (laughs) For the lols. But bear in mind how accessible the Friends reunion was. That's 8.3 out of 10. So Bo Burnham, relatively unknown comedian to the masses. Nine out of 10. Everyone loves him. Uh, On Netflix, go now. Bo Burnham, inside. Another one for you, Em. This I'm not going to be seeing for obvious reasons, but tell us what it is first.
1: (laughs) Why obvious reasons?
0: (laughs) That seems weird. Everyone knows everyone Um, okay
1: so this has been (laughs) kicking around actually i'll tell you i'll I'll, I'll briefly say why it's been kicking around because i am watching a lot of amazon at the moment because i have actually subscribed to the hey you extra extension so i can continue with my below
0: deck how i get all my housewives yeah how you get your
1: housewives and i'm not gonna lie but i i'm still the the below the below deck shenanigans are still drawing me in that's where all our good chefs have gone obviously doing doing chef on yachts so anyway I've been there a lot, and you see these things something up. So this is called Solos, and it is like a seven-part anthology series, which actually sells itself by saying, starring, explore humanity, starring the greatest actors of our time. So it is essentially seven oh, now that's
0: problematic already, but go on.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think it's pretty problematic that, they're, that they've that decided that these are the greatest actors <laughs> of all time. I'm not sure. I, you know, I think that's a, that's a um, subjective approach, to be honest. We start off with... Um, Anne Hathaway, and not just one Anne Hathaway, exactly. but it, because it's time travel, you get three Anne Hathaways, and I'm not sure anybody, what? I mean, I know how I feel for that. I don't mind Anne Hathaway, but I know that she has a very, people have a very strong reaction to her. So
0: yeah, I think... One of the greatest actors of our time apparently, though. So questionable. Didn't know that. Questionable. That's first time hearing the three of it.
1: <laughs> so you have, yeah, so it's Anne Hathaway, then the next episode is Anthony Mackie, then it is um Helen Mirren then you have who else that well, works I've watched four out of the seven then you have Uso Aduba from um Orange is the New Black Ooh. but also Ooh. the crazy voice eyes talents. she's crazy eyes crazy eyes but I mean, you also have the voice talents of the brilliant Jack Quaid of Star Trek Lower Decks and the boys oh. um in that particular episode so anyway it's kind of it's like Black Mirror you know opened up the, the the world or opened up the the audience for this kind of thing isn't it we talked about that one that was about the dating app i can't remember what it's called now also the amazon yeah. prime one with separate stories starring famous people about the idea that if there's a dating app that can find your soulmates that was it. Yeah. <laughs> soulmates if you could find your soulmate would you take it and this is similar to this it's set in a near future but it's also relate you know an, an, a lot of the um, stories they talk about you know a pandemic or a a, you know plague that came it's not necessarily exactly the same in some cases it seems like it might have done the world more damage than hopefully COVID-19 has done to us but it is and they're all basically soliloquies a bit like say Alan Bennett's talking heads but imagine that set in a near future um and not you know, quite as cunningly written, shall we say? So they've Ugh. these, these have obviously all been filmed and been able to be filmed because it is just literally the one actor either playing against themselves as a clone or a future version of themselves or a past version of past or just by themselves. The um, episode with Helen Mirren, for example, is she's is an OAP going into space for a final journey because they wanted to call people up to send them up, obviously, know, send them up there, and it's it, and they they talk to AI, mostly voiced by Morgan Freeman. So they have AIs to talk to, which then they can pass off. And it leads to all of them have one incredibly dramatic scene halfway through. So it's a little bit like it feels like an audition tape.
0: If that isn't a sign of our times, Morgan Freeman, no longer the voice of God, which he is normally in every film. Now he's voicing AI instead. There is no God. (laughs)
1: Life is (sighs) done. one four out of seven i'm not gonna say it's gonna change the world but i found it quite pleasurable like bath time watching they definitely are all when i say black emma no one knows
0: apart from you and i what bath time watching is only you and i sit in the bath bath drinking to watch (laughs) two films no one else has four hour baths emma
1: (laughs) justice (laughs) <laughs> it's only me. I think this is true. okay. So, or, or you could maybe it could be folding laundry, watching, or it could be there something we go. to watch before you fall asleep. It's very easy. It's very palatable. They, um it's like they've taken only the nice, fuzzy, friendly Black Mirror episodes. None right. of the dark, questionable, uncomfortable episodes. They all, okay. you know, that like I say, they have. These are all San
0: Juniperos.
1: Exactly, but not quite as good as Sandrine Nothing, but yeah,
0: yes, they are. Will be, um,
1: <laughs> and you know, and, and there's, there's, I suppose there is some enjoyment to be had in seeing the trademark greatest actors of our time, all you know, all <laughs> like I say, banging off huge soliloquies. Incredible. They all get a moment where they either cry or they
0: shout. Oh, or they Sounds horrific.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know what, well, the more I talk about it, the more I realise I would suggest there's other stuff to you.
0: You were just bored. I think you were just bored, Emma. <laughs> well,
1: is I'm this good sorry. or am I bored? <laughs> <laughs> is this heaven or is this a white woman's Instagram? Is this good or am I just that bored? Yeah. I, it's, yeah, okay. So now, I'm, the more like I said, the more I talk about it, if you are an enormous fan of Constance Wu, Anne Hathaway, uh, Helen Mirren, um anthony mackie then you'll find some enjoyment in it but let's face it loki starts on friday so you know we're not i'm we not gonna have oh, any need yeah. to watch this everything's been in a holding pattern for loki
0: sounds <laughs> oh, shit Emma. but if,
1: but if <laughs> okay but I, yeah but if you enjoyed soulmates or if you like a fluffy less clever um less clever black mirror and you like some of these actors then give it a whirl Maybe I'm just 7%. checking up to
0: see who wrote it, and I'm um, uh, not surprised to learn that even though this person, David Weir, um, has only written a few TV episodes of stuff, uh, a, a, a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven TV episodes of stuff since they started their career, they've been given this huge Amazon Prime gig, but they are a white American man, so that no longer surprises me. But
1: <laughs> having said that, they are all directed by different people. Um, for example, Tiffany Johnson, who is a Black American female director. Oh, she the good. Black Brass directed one of the episodes. Himself. I mean, he is a Black American. Girl,
0: let him off.
1: But, um, and, and also Dan Stevens or Alexander Lebdenov from European. <gasps> <the humans> <gasps> My on guy your guy cousin matthew he does pop up in the last episode so you know maybe you could just skip straight to that and just watch an acting i'll just watch dan Stevens. as dan Stevens and morgan freeman because i think morgan freeman actually okay. pops up as a person in the last one it's on amazon do, prime
2: yeah.
1: slap bang with full for you know slap bang of famous people and everyone will make you allegedly feel nice about nicer and better about humanity that's what we're trying to do we're trying to find the humanity as that's all, what we do here. Out blinking into the sunshine after our 16 months of, of, you know, Is that of lockdown effectively.
0: Well, that was, so that's on Prime Video Solos.
1: Yes. So it's available. Yeah. Amazon Prime. It's, it's not any of the extra subscription ones. It's straightforward on Prime and it's called cool. Solos and there are seven episodes and they are both about, they're all about 28 minutes.
0: Fantastic. Do you remember, as you said, blinking out into the sun? And I was like, nah, I'm over it. I like lockdown. I want to stay. And you're like, take inspiration from your wardrobe. So I've got my summer dresses out. I went looking for dresses, new dresses to buy, um, bought one size up as per usual because I can't try anything on. Um, Cause I was like, yeah, I've got a lockdown gunt. I drank every day for a year. So I planned ahead, got home, didn't fit, ordered some uh, pregnancy holding in tummy shorts, not that I even should need them. They came from Amazon. I put them on. They were the size of my bicep. You know how small they are? And then they come Pregnancy. on over your whole body. Pregnancy holding it? Why are you trying no, to hold it? Aren't, Why would aren't they? they the post-pregnancy ones? Or if you, with, For our mum's Post-preg- hums. And our muffin tops. Top safe. I like like spanks. To I wouldn't
1: want to be holding a poor baby in.
0: Yeah. Um, so I put those no, on, Spanx. squeezed them on. It took me, I say, six whole minutes to get them on. Put the dress on again, still won't fit. So, I'm now two sizes up. So, thanks for your advice, then, okay. But no thanks, I'm still in sweatpants. Gwyneth, <laughs> um, Gwyneth Paltrow swears by double spanks.
1: So, maybe you just need Gwyneth step
0: fucking spanks. Paltrow weighs eight <laughs> stone and she's six and a half feet tall. So, she can <laughs> you, fuck she off. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, I, we've had, we at least had better. I mean, after a very, very cold, maybe we at least have had now seasonably warm weather, which means the, I also March hate of the country that. club open for business uh, <laughs> at your party I think Ashley when I was very drunk at the end I seemed to be inviting the entire world and his wife even people i would really never met barely know me I was like just come I'm gonna have a huge party and you're all invited Ashley's friends I've never met before
0: <laughs> also by Ashley's party we mean possibly 10 people sat in a large circle in my large garden we brought the sofa from outside that's how socially oh, yes. distance it was it was
1: very much with COVID <laughs> guidelines. Remember, we are now allowed 30 people. That was why yesterday we were allowed to go to my friend's you have,
0: garden.
1: Can you? you can have 30 people in your garden now if you wanted
0: to. At oh, the yeah. Party it's we went to last night
1: it was in a garden and there were about 25 of us. And like I say, it felt quite nice and normal.
0: Normal. I just
1: want to be able to go somewhere. Anyway,
0: Holiday. there you go. So,
1: what so, uh, do we, should we oh, recap on what we talked about?
0: So, we talked uh, in more depth, Mayor of East Town last. Last week, but this week I can back Emma up and say definitely find Mayor of Easttown HBO. The Friends Reunion um, is out on Sky here, HBO there. It's lovely. It's cute. It's not just an interview. There's whole set pieces. Spiral at your local cinema. Definitely go. It's fucking hilarious because it's so bad. Um, Bo Burnham Inside on Netflix is the best thing to come out of the pandemic and probably the best thing we'll see on streaming this year. I put money on it now. And then solos over on Prime Video, but probably skip to the episodes of the actors you like in it, and don't watch Anne Hathaway's one. I would, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that.
1: Conquer. If you, Anti Mackie feels like he's in everything at the moment, after Falcon, The Winter Soldier, and and something else. Well, he's everywhere. He's all over the shop. Um, next week Maffrey. we're going to talk Lisa's story. Yeah, the new Stephen King adaptation i'll try hand. that I'm still holding i'm still holding on to my star subscription in the vague hope that i'm going to watch the end of the stand but i'm really not sure i am so at least historian oh also, yeah we never we'll finished some...
0: the stand
1: well maybe we can get on that and we can do a bit of a stephen king comparison mm.
0: Mm. i want to see there's more stuff i want to see at the cinema so a quiet place part two i'll go and see it um i, I quite liked the first one was innovative so the I... first one it's good. I'm annoyed they've made it into a sequel, and they've already commissioned a third one. So that really dulls it for me. We'll go and try fact, Cruella. Just because they love
1: working together, you know, like Emily probably lovely,
0: they, they don't do. need to split the childcare, do they? Have the kids on set, exactly. work with your wife. Super um, affordable. we'll give Cruella a try. I Dream Horse looks shit, but it's got Tony Collette in it, and apparently it's quite it, funny.
1: It makes me want to cry that trailer. It looks so bad. It's her and Damien and Damien Lewis as well, isn't it? With with like Welsh accents. I'm, no, you can take that one for the team. I'll take that oh, one for the team. Because Stuart and I will obviously be talking Loki next week because that lands on Friday. So you will get some, some accent action.
2: Superheroes and stuff. Yay! Woo! Yay. woo,
1: pass, going woo. <laughs> lots, not Woo! There's lots woo. for next week. And... Um, <laughs> And lots to upload as well. So there you go. We're treating you. We're treating your ears. Treat <laughs> as ever.
0: Fans. I think there were only two cunts said this week. And one of them was by Stu. Is that why you just said it? And it was relating to the guy who was leather <laughs> So entirely justified. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: He upsets oh, well. me on many oh, yeah. levels.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I might I have, have to an... go because we have friends I... to come around and sit in the garden. I'm going to even up my tan. Because when we first got the sunniness two weeks ago, maybe... I had a little like a half hour nap in a hammock and I just pulled my sweatpants up underneath my knees. So I've got a hard white line. So I need to even that out.
1: (laughs) I was heartbroken because yesterday I was, the children were all in various places. The husband of Adtex was playing cricket. I got very excited and took myself off the hammock with my new T.C. Boyle book, which I want to finish. I love T.C. Boyle. And actually you should check out T.C. Boyle's blog because he's written some really insightful things during this pandemic on his blog. American author now quite aged but has written some of my absolute favorite books anyway got terribly excited and then my my it was all interrupted by people coming around to use the pool and then kendrick coming for no apparent reason other than to eat some pizza it's like he'd never take he was like this pizza is delicious why does my pizza not taste like this because it's domino's dad domino's who owns that the american government i don't know
0: domino's owns the american government Big food is worse than big guns and big farmer over there. It's the best kept secret.
1: So this time I'm hoping for some book reading time today. How's the weather looking out your window, Stuart? It's
2: actually it's looking very nice. Actually. It was a little bit overcast it's first thing this morning, but it's cleared up a lot. Um, but uh, I was thinking rain was meant to be forecast later today, but um, I'm not convinced at the moment. Well, it's looking it's grand nice. in the south of Cambridge.
1: Wonderful. Well, have a lovely day. Thank you everyone for listening.
0: Bye, betty Batch bad. Like and, a describe, subscribe, and like a subscribe, like and subscribe. <laughs> like subscribe, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe, and follow. <laughs>